Ah, shit, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to a podcast that I like to call This and That. You all know how the fuck it goes down. Podcast where we talk about anything and everything going on around the world of news, sports, politics, whatever the hell it may be. But anyways, welcome to episode eight, I believe. Holy shit. Got some good shit on tap, let me tell ya. Oh yeah. Let's see. Former Angels employee Eric K charged with distributing fentanyl in connection with Tyler Skagg's death. I'm going to talk about that. The 2020 Indy 500. Well, that's going to be closed to fans. Of course, more Dan Schneider bullshit. And hey, is Trump hating on the USPS? <clears throat> And also, the feds want to basically kill the Boston bomber. But, uh, yeah, let, let's get into this, motherfucker. <clears throat> let us start with uh, former Angels employee Eric K. charged with distributing fentanyl in connection with Tyler Skaggs' death. Now, <clears throat> I'm not going to lie. I, I, was, I was sad when I heard that Tyler Skaggs died, man. I enjoyed Tyler Skaggs. He was one of my favorite baseball players out there. You know, I got, I got, <clears throat> besides being a, a red and white Sox fan, yes, I, but I like both the red and the white Sox. I guess you can basically call me a Sox fan. <laughs> but, you know, Skaggs was one of my favorite players to watch in the MLB, you know. This is an article uh, <clears throat> about uh, Tyler Skaggs from usatoday.com. Um, Tyler Skaggs through the years, corrections and clarifications. A previous version of this story misstated the manner in which charges were brought against King. He was charged by criminal complaint. <clears throat> I do apologize if I'm clearing my throat a lot. I just... Uh, Took a nice fucking pen rip before I uh, began this recording. You know how your boy likes to get baked before recording a podcast. I don't. I don't know. It's just it allows me getting baked before a podcast. Yeah, I know. I read and stumble over my words like shit, but <clears throat> I, I don't know. It, it helps me focus. Though I'm not gonna lie. Uh, when I smoke with this tea vet helps me focus, but uh, we're not talking about that. <laughs> a former Los Angeles Angels employee has been charged by federal authorities in Texas for distributing fentanyl in connection with the death of pitcher Tyler Skaggs last year. U.S. Authority Aaron, Aaron Neely Cox announced Friday. Eric Kay, the team's lifelong director of communications, was arrested and arranged at a federal courthouse... In Fort Wayne, Texas on Friday, according to Neely Cox, the 45-year-old K faces up to 20 years in federal prison if convicted. So this motherfucker could be going to prison for a good chunk of his life. 45? Shit, that'll get him out. Let's see, yeah. 65. Yeah, that'll take him up till 65. Fuck. Damn. Yeah, no, no, thank you. I don't, 
I, I value having a clean criminal record and I value not being in prison or jail. So, yeah, no, I, I'm good. But, uh, yeah, <clears throat> if this motherfucker gets in, gets convicted, yeah, he's going to enjoy 20 uh, years in the slammer. And then Neely Cox went on to say, any loss to life from a fentanyl overdose is a tragedy. All we can hope is that we learn from this tragedy, Tyler Skaggs' death, coming as it did in the, mo in the midst of an absent baseball career. <clears throat> Excuse me, I read that wrong. Wow. A scented baseball career should be a wake-up call. <clears throat> but yeah, we... We all heard about his death. It, it was tragic, man. I was I was shocked. It it was sad. <clears throat> and honestly, it's sad to hear anyone die in the fucking sports world, man. I was heartbroken. And I was even shocked when I heard that Kobe died as well. I'm like, wait, what? I'm in a group uh, on Facebook, a uh, hockey group. And I shared uh, and the article uh, when they were reporting Kobe's death. And I said, please let this be fake. And no, they all said it was real. And I was, I was in shock. I was like, what? Especially even when Tyler Skaggs died. You know, the, the kid was young. But losing anyone in the sports world is sad, man. It, it really is. <clears throat> But the article goes on to say, Michael Mofeta, Kay's attorney, said in a statement that Skagg's death is a tragedy. Damn straight it is. And addiction is a dehabilitating and destructive disease. <clears throat> he said his client traveled from California to Texas to surrender himself to authorities and will pay... <clears throat> Excuse me. Wow, fuck. And will patiently wait for his opportunity to make his story known. So I guess we'll find out what happens. Fuck, but I hope this guy gets convicted, man. <clears throat> but uh, moving on to the next topic here, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Uh, it's the 22nd of August, as I'm recording this, so the day before the Indy 500, um, <clears throat> but uh, it will be closed to spectators, that's right, another fucking sporting event without no fans, who figures, fucking corona, anyways, the 104th running of the Indian, the 104th running of the Indianapolis 500 will be the first without any spectators. Indianapolis Motor Speedway owner Roder Penke has officially changed his mind about letting fans attend M in the COVID-19 pandemic, according to the Associated Press report on Thursday. <clears throat> Didn't they say uh, at one point that they were gonna, they were gonna fucking just have it at 20% capacity? Yeah, I think they said that at one point that they only wanted to have it at, like at 20% capacity, but I guess that didn't happen. <clears throat> We didn't buy the Speedway for one year. We bought it for generations to come. And it's important to our reputation to do the right thing. Which, I can respect that. Yeah, that's understandable, man. You know. 
they they're taking precautionary measures and they're taking into mind of into what's currently going on right now. You know, we have a pandemic on our hands, which it seems like it's starting to calm down in a lot of places. It's 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 calmed down a lot here in the state of Massachusetts. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, my home state, last time I checked, is in phase three of our reopening process, but. This this is this is to be expected, honestly. You know, a lot of us, a lot of sporting events have been uh, going the no fans route, and I get it, man. You know, you wanna you wanna keep everyone safe. You know, it's 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 not safe to have huge crowds of people. <clears throat> Trump <clears throat> boat rally. <clears throat> yeah, holding big ass. F- yeah, I should have made that a topic too, but. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into all that when we get into world news and stuff. But the 104th running of the Indianapolis 500 will be the first without any spectators, you know? It, it sucks. Pinsky said the choice to close off the Indy 500 to spectators was the tough, toughest business decision I've ever made in my life. I, I bet the fuck it is, man. You're losing a lot of fucking money and especially what, what the race is, you know? And apparently the Indianapolis Motor Speedway later confirmed on Twitter. It is with great regret that we announced the Indy 500 will take place on August 23rd without fans. This tough decision was made following careful consideration and an extensive consultation with the state and city leadership. Excuse me. But uh, yeah, it gives you a link to the full details. But uh, you know, it's, it's honestly to be expected. It is. A lot of sports are not normal right now. And it's honestly to be expected, if you think about it. It's it's for safety. It really is. You know, you, you want to keep people safe. I get it. Penske originally wanted to run the 500 without any fans, AP reports. But it was later decided yeah, that the event would happen with 50% limited capacity. Then a few weeks ago, it was announced that the attendance would be limited to just 25%. Yeah, see, they basically couldn't decide. Though, a venue the size of Indianapolis Motor Speedway still allows for some 80,000 people. <clears throat> a continued increase of COVID-19 cases in and around the Indianapolis ultimately led to the decision to shut down all spectators. I said shut out, but oh well. Oh well. Last week, IU Health, Indiana's largest healthcare system, released a statement saying, we strongly encourage IMA to consider an alternative to running the Indy 500 with fans in August, according to AP. The Indy 500 usually takes place over Memorial Day weekend, but was postponed to August 23rd this year, the decision to po- to prohibit spectator attendance is a smart one. Which, yes, I agree with that. It It is a smart one. A very smart one. Because, again, you want to play it safe. Unlike <coughs> some people. As far as we are concerned and is in the best interest of protecting the 500 for the future, Pinsky said. So, yeah. Like I said, basically, no fans. They're going to protect... They want to protect the fans, basically. You know, they they want to make sure that no one will get sick. They want to make sure they don't start another outbreak. 
But uh, continuing with uh, COVID-19 talk, and I feel like the last fucking seven episodes have all been COVID-19 related. I guess you can say <laughs> this quarantine got me thinking to start a podcast and, you know, it's all been COVID-19 bullshit so far. Man, I can't wait to win. I can't wait to finally record an episode of this fucking podcast and not talk about COVID-19. Yeah, I know I could leave out the COVID-19 articles and just, but, but you know, it's it's currently what's going on around the world, you know? And I like to talk about what's going on. I like to talk about everything that's going on around the world. Wow, I can talk. <laughs> but basically, the NFL medical boss knew COVID-19 protocols to verify positives. So the NFL is putting some... Uh, New protocols in place. Fuck yeah. This is uh, also from usatoday.com. The NFL's chief medical officer says the league is establishing a new two-step protocol for players and coaches who have no known history of COVID-19 infection and receive a positive test. Dr. Allen Stills said Friday, any individual in that situation who is empty anti-symptomatic wow why couldn't I read that word <laughs> I'm a dum-dum who's also anti-symptomatic will be given two confirmatory tests on the following on the day following the positive test result both confirmation tests our nasal swabs still said. I, I don't know. I, I can read. It's it's late at night, but oh well. I already have the ninth episode prepared and recorded. So I'm basically going to record this episode now and then the other episode later. <laughs> but yeah, basically the NFL putting some uh, new protocols in place. During the confirmation period, the individual must remain out of the team facility and isolate at home until confirmatory test results return. If both confirmatory test results are negative, the individual is not considered COVID positive and may resume all normal activity, including access to the facility. So basically, you pass both tests, you're allowed to rejoin your team and team facilities and all that basically so I just hit the desk but good on the NFL for <laughs> good on the NFL for uh, implementing policies here man you know speaking of the NFL oh boy Washington football team owner Dan Schneider files $10 million lawsuit over false sex trafficking stories. As if this team can't get any more fucking dramatic. First their name, now their owner suing motherfuckers over sex trafficking scandals and shit. <laughs> this is from the hill.com and I love how they have it. Washington football team owner. <laughs> I'm sorry, the fucking name. Go, football team, go! Go, football team, go! Yeah, football team, go! <laughs> oh, come on, Dan. It's, 
I swear, if they go into the regular season with the name football team, I'm... I, oh, wow. This is pathetic. They will always be known as the Redskins, though, but the Washington football team owner, Dan Schneider, filed a $10 million lawsuit. I'm sorry, football team. Oh, so generic. Friday against an Indian media outlet. Hello, this is Texabert. My name is Jose Hemi, and I help you. Fucking Indians. That's racist. Shut the fuck up. Indians with their tech support scams. God damn it. I realize that's where most tech support scams and fucking IRS scams and any type of call scanner, call scanner, call center scam comes from is India. Damn. Does India got nothing better to fucking do than scam people? Like, fuck. <laughs> but. <clears throat> <clears throat> but uh, basically filed a lawsuit against an India media outlet that published stories accusing the 55-year-old of participating in sex trafficking linked to disregarded Financer Jeffrey Epstein. So basically he was allegedly seen with uh, Trump's pedo buddy, Epstein. Yeah. Schneider's legal team says the website meawww.com published an article suggesting that an impending media report would expose Schneider's alleged involvement in sex trafficking. So... The story on the website was based on anonymous Reddit posts. Of course they were anonymous. They don't want their fucking name out there. Pussies. Including one that changed, that charged Schneider is getting arrested for sex trafficking. He was on Jeffrey Epstein's list too. So, basically, some motherfucker on Reddit accusing Schneider of hanging with Epstein Another Reddit source used for the article said Snyder was considering remaining the Redskins, renaming the Redskins the Washington Epsteins. What? What the? What? Excuse me? What, is the fucking logo gonna be Epstein's fucking head inside the little thing? <laughs> what? Excuse me, what? <laughs> okay. Court documents by Schneider's legal team say the article was aggressed in at least 22 stories in which generated over 160 million impressions. Schneider called the allegations utterly untrue with no legitimate journalism base with no legitimate journalism bias whatsoever. So basically the website has then taken down the story, so there you go, Schneider. You won. That again was from the hill.com. But uh moving on to more COVID bullshit. Uh college football. That that was kind of in talks, you know, what the fuck is gonna happen? This is from uh CBSSports.com. Uh, Big Ten cancels college football season for fall 2020, hopes to play in spring 2021. Ooh, what if the XFL... Ooh. Following a morning meeting of the conference's pre presidents, 
The Big Ten on Tuesday decided to cancel the college football season for fall 2020 with hopes of playing in spring 2021. With this decision, Big Ten has become the first Power Five conference to decide not to play this fall amid the COVID-19 pandemic. So yeah, again, a, a conference basically saying, yeah, um, we're 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 gonna be careful here, you know, COVID. But I I get it. This this COVID shit has been bullshit. I'm not surprised they're gonna go the. I'm not surprised they haven't considered going the no fans route. But you know what the fuck is the point of playing football with no fans? I don't know. I guess I, we'll see. Are they gonna allow? I don't know. I wonder. Is the NFL gonna allow the uh? The teams to pump fake crowd noise in their stadiums? I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I guess the Atlanta Falcons got in trouble for it, but we'll see. I don't know. It's 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 gonna be weird to uh see the stands empty and just uh watching a football game with no fans in the background. Just you know, it's 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 gonna be weird. But anyways. So, moving on from sports. Does Trump hate the U.S. Postal Service? Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Yeah, this is, this is, oh, my God, this is fucking ridiculous. This, honestly, this man is just a headache. He's a giant headache. But this article is coming from time.com, and it is... President Trump says he wants to block post office funding to stop mail voting. So basically, Trump has been throwing this big hissy fit about mail-in ballots because he thinks, Oh, people are going to forge signatures. Oh, people are going to mail-in fraudulent ballots. Oh my God, mail-in ballots, blah, blah, blah. Which basically is my only way to vote right now because I'm registered in a different state but I'm in Massachusetts so that that's basically my only way to vote is through a mail-in ballot you know and I, I'm I'm not gonna fucking forge a signature you know I'm not gonna do anything to it you know of course a good point is you know he's also worried about people fucking stealing them as well and you know I I, I get that but it's it's the the man is a, a fucking crazy a crazy person. President Donald Trump escalated his attacks on mail voting on Thursday when he seemed to clearly when he seemed to say clearly what he has insinuated for months that his opposition to funding the US Postal Service and additional election resources is part of a deliberate effort to make it more difficult for Americans to vote by mail in November. They need that money in order to have the post office work so it can take all of these millions and millions of ballots, the president said Thursday in an interview with Martha whatever on Fox Business Network. Of course, Fox. But if they don't get... Those two items, that means you can't have the universal mail-in voting because they're not equipped to have it. He added, now if we don't make a deal, that means 
they don't get the money, that means they can't have universal mail-in ballot. They just can't have it. So he basically wants to cut off money to the U.S. Postal Service so they can't do mail-in ballots, which this this guy is a fucking kook. He's honestly a, a kook. But uh, this is uh, an article from the Los Angeles Times. Trump vows to block new Postal Service funding to undercut voting by mail. Oh, boy. Here we go. President Trump said Thursday that he would block a funding boost for U.S. Postal Service to handle an expected flood of mail-in ballots in coming weeks, admitting it's a part of a White House effort to limit Americans voting by mail and raising the chances of chaos surrounding the election in November. Democrats have pushed to provide up to $25 billion in emergency funding for the cash-strapped Postal Service, which is under immediate strain long before the coronavirus crisis spurred numerous states to expand across to mail-in balloting to reduce the risk of infection at crowded polling stations. Which, yeah, see, that's another thing. How are we going to handle controlling the virus at the polling stations, you know? Obviously, we're going to have to find a way to social distance six feet apart, all right? Wear masks. That's two big things right there, you know, that and, you know, you have, have people social distance out the door, you know, you know, find a way to implement social distancing and masks into voting, you know, procedures need to be put in place basically, but Trump Claims voting by mail will hurt his re-election chant. Yeah, see. He, he basically wants votes, you know. He, he doesn't want to hurt his chances of winning. You know, he thinks that if mail-in ballads are a thing, he won't win. The, again, the man is a fucking kook. He is crazy. His re-election chances, arguing that Democrats are more likely to stay home while his supporters vote in person. Oh my god. Two polls this week show he may be right, including a Pew-survey Thursday showing that 58% of Democrat-leaning voters prefer to cast ballots by mail, compared with just 20% of those likely to support Trump. He also changes that the mail-in ballot led to rampant fraud, although no evidence supports that. Again, basically spewing out bullshit and lies to pander to his supporters, you know, doing what he does. Consistently lying, pandering to his supporters, you know, telling them shit that they want to fucking hear, you know. He doesn't want to piss off his, his beloved cult. He wants to tell his beloved cult the things they want to hear. You know, and that, that's what he's going to do. It's, it's disgusting. It's, it's like we have a fucking dictator as president. But he also changes that mail-in ballots lead to rampant fraud. 
although no evidence supports that. States use signature databases and other verification measures to ensure the authenticity of ballots, but service bottlenecks in delivering the mail and then in verifying and counting the ballots lead to lengthy delays in close elections in several states this year, highlighting the potential danger of political and legal bedlam if reforms aren't put in place before November 3rd. By choking off fresh funding, Trump appeared intent on sabotaging the process and making his warnings a self-fulfilling propriety. So, basically, he goes on to Fox Business to spew that he said he would reject a $3.5 billion in supplemental funding to help local election officials increase staffing for the vote and a broader $25 billion boost for USPS that Democrats sought in the now stalled negotiations to help Americans in the current recession, which, hey, you need help. Trump... Basically, what Trump wants is he wants to do everything. He wants to make sure that if it's not done by him and it's not something that he wants, it ain't going to happen. It's got to be something Trump wants. If it's something Trump doesn't want, then fuck it. You know, it, it goes out the door. It's all about Trump. Trump is the king. Trump is the emperor. Trump is our leader. You know, it's all about him, 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 him. The, the man is a fucking kook, but, uh, but the New York governor signed a bill to expand absentee voting in New York. Andrew Cuomo, Democrat, signed a bill Thursday that will allow all New Yorkers to vote by mail if they are considered about the risk of spreading or contracted COVID-19. I just signed legislation legislation to guarantee that New Yorkers can vote safely and that every vote counts, Kumo tweeted. All voters can now request an absentee ballot if they are concerned about COVID. Which Trump isn't. <laughs> New York previously limited absentee ballots to voters who were absent from their country or unable to get to their polling site because of an illness. A physically, a physical diab, di wow, I can talk, yeah, excuse me, a physical disability or if they are a caretaker. Wow, How, why was that so hard? The Bill Kumo signed Borden's The Meaning of an Illness to Allow Voters Who Are Concerned of Spreading or Contracting the Coronavirus. W-O-W-O- Wow, no, W-R-O-C reported, not W-O-R-C, you ding nut. <laughs> but basically, New York making it easy for people to get absentee ballots, so shout out to New York. But uh, a, a big topic here, then I make it onto a big rant, because this motherfucker... You know, hurt people in my home state of Massachusetts. Alright? And if you fuck with my home state of Massachusetts in the way that this fucker did, 
You deserve the death penalty and you deserve to fucking die. Okay? And I'm glad the feds are seeking the death sentence for this sick motherfucker. Because he deserves to die. You killed innocent fucking people. People who had lives to live. People who had futures ahead of them. Now their lives are gone because of your sick, twisted fucking ass. Those people can't reach those features, excuse me, reach those futures anymore. You know, those people can't live their dreams anymore, you know? All because of your sick fucking twisted ways. You decided to... You decided to think it was okay to plant a fucking pressure cooker bomb. In the stands of the Boston fucking Marathon. And again, blow up innocent people. The Justice Department will seek to reinstate a death penalty for... I'm not even going to say his fucking name. The sick fuck, the man who was convicted of carrying out the 2013 marathon bombing. Attorney General William Barr said Thursday. Man, I remember coming home from school... Walking in the door and seeing my grandmother watching the news report about this on TV as it was fucking happening, man. It was heartbreaking. It, it was sad to see something happen so tragic in my home state. It really hurts me. That's my home state, man. You don't fuck with my home state of Massachusetts. I hope this motherfucker gets the death penalty. I really hope he does. And I hope it's a painful fucking death. Don't make anything fucking easy for this fucking clown. Don't. Make sure he dies a fucking painful ass fucking death. Shit, man, I wish they I wish they would bring back the guillotine. So we can cut off motherfuckers' heads like this piece of shit. But I really do hope that this fucker gets the death penalty, man. He doesn't deserve to breathe another fucking breath of air on this earth. He deserves to be wiped off the face of this fucking earth completely for what the fuck he did to those innocent people. And of course, he scarred a lot of innocent people. He ruined a lot of innocent people's lives as well. A lot of people's lives will never be the same because of that day. And because of that sick fuck. But let's move on from this, man. Because this shit's getting me heated, bro. This shit's getting me fucking heated. Ah, shit. Ow. I just hit my elbow on the wall. But that was from uh, APBSNewsHour.com. If you're wondering what that noise was. That loud bang. Fuck it, I'm leaving that in. Uh, that was me smacking my elbow on the wall, but uh, let's get into some uh, gun talk now, NRA talk. As we all know, the New York Attorney General sues to dissolve the NRA, basically get rid of that fucking fraud organization, which I agree. I fucking agree. Get rid of that fraud organization. They don't stand for what the fuck they stand for. They say they stand for. They don't. And I touched about it in the last episode of this as well. Um, it's a known fucking fact 
It's a fucking fact that the NRA does not support the Second Amendment. It is a fucking fact. You know? Anyone with a brain would know that the NRA is not pro-2A. They're not. Think about it. Just think about it. Why, why, why don't the NRA make any effort to shoot down any bill that has to do with infringing upon the Second Amendment? Why? Because they don't care. They support it. This is from the Hill.com. New York Attorney General Loretta James, obviously a Democrat, baby. Let's fucking go. A Democrat with some brains. On Thursday announced a lawsuit that seeks to dissolve the National Rifle Association, alleging that the powerful pro, pro don't even mention powerful pro gun. Yeah, no. Pfft, bullshit. Interest group violated corporate laws, resulting in a loss of more than $64 million over the three years. <laughs> Come on. What the fuck do you expect? The 169-page civil suit follows an 18-month fraud investigation by James's office. The lawsuit alleges that the NRA and four of its top officials delivered millions of dollars away from its charitable mission and instituted... A culture of self-dealing, mismanagement, and neglect oversight. What the fuck do you expect? It's the NR fucking A. It's the fucking NRA, bitch. Fuck that. Rename it to the NFA. National Fraud Association. Or whatever the fuck it's called. I don't care. All I know is that they're a terrorist group and a fucking fraud of a group as well. You know? Oh, but uh, Trump wants to come in here and uh, rescue the NRA and says, Hey, Trump suggests to move the NRA to Texas after the New York lawsuit. This is also from thehill.com. Yeah, Trump wants to save the uh, fraud organization. The fraud president wants to save the fraud organization. Hmm. Of course, now that I think about it, Trump is for gun control as well, because didn't he pass that bump stock ban? And if I'm not mistaken, according to right-wingers and gun lovers, isn't any law that has to do with guns an infringement upon the Second Amendment? Huh? But yet your beloved emperor passed a law banning bump stocks, which isn't that a isn't that an infringement upon the Second Amendment there, gun lovers? Huh? Huh? Isn't any law having to anything having anything to do with a gun an infringement upon the Second Amendment? But yet your beloved Emperor Trump passed a bump stock law? Think about that for you know think think about that for a minute. Think about that. You know? But, of course, Trump does suggest to uh, move the NRA to Texas, which, you know, that honestly does make sense because, honestly, Texas is nothing but a state filled with a bunch of uneducated gun nuts who, you know, love their guns. President Trump on Thursday suggested the National Rifle Association relocate to Texas following a lawsuit from the New York Attorney General seeking a dissolve seeking to dissolve the gun rights group. Again, don't call it a fucking gun rights group. It is not a gun rights group. It's an anti-gun rights group. 
Yes, there we go. And here, let me let me reread that again. President Trump on Thursday suggested the NRA to relocate to Texas following a lawsuit from New York Attorney General seeking to dissolve the anti-gun rights group. There you go. That sounds more better. Oh, I have to read this in my Trump voice. I just heard about that. Man, shut the bitch up. I just heard about that. Very terrible thing that just happened, Trump said of the lawsuit while speaking with reporters outside the White House. I think the NRA should move to Texas, a very good and beautiful life, and I've told them that for a long time. Mm, yes. <laughs> I don't know. Trump added that Texas has a history of embracing gun rights. Oh, boy, do they. <laughs> oh, boy, do they. Yeah, we all know them gun nuts in Texas. Motherfuckers will shoot anyone for any reason they can find. You know? Any reason someone in Texas can find to use... Any reason someone in Texas can find to use a gun, they, they, will, they will use it. And they will find a reason. You know? I mean, face it. Texas is filled with nothing but a bunch of brainwashed, gun nut, racist Trump supporters, you know? That's basically about 75 to 80% of the state. But, <laughs> probably, you know, fuck that, about 99% of the goddamn fucking state. But, come on. We all know the NRA is a, 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 a fraud fucking organization. It is. They, they really don't stand for what they stand for. They don't. And it's clear and obvious that they don't. But moving on from talking about that fraud organization, Twitter and Facebook blocked Trump video citing COVID misinformation. Ah, yes, the president spreading misinformation, doing what he normally does. Twitter and Facebook blocked a video shared by accounts linked to U.S. President Donald Trump for violating their policies on coronavirus misinformation. Which, what the fuck do you expect? The Trump re-election campaign's Twitter account, at Team Trump, was briefly banned from sending new tweets after it posted a clip of an interview Trump did Wednesday with Fox News. The fuck go there you the fuck go fox news like come on like come on fox news there you the go there you go <laughs> of course it's not gonna be a true fucking story fox news there's your reason boom in which he said children were virtually immune which that's not true from the covid19 coronavirus he basically said children don't have a problem. They just don't have a problem. I love how he repeats itself. But it, they do though, Donald. Just because they're not... They, like, the, the man doesn't fucking... Oops. My bad. I don't care, I'm leaving that in. <laughs> but just because the man thinks that... Children... Just because children have a low rate of catching it I guess I I guess it won't impact them as hard as it would I guess say elders and adults I guess 
But just because it doesn't have a big impact on children don't mean it still isn't dangerous. The man just doesn't fucking think. The man doesn't. Trump said in the video as part of an argument for why school should reopen, which I'm no school shouldn't reopen. It doesn't have an impact on them. I've watched some doctors say that they're totally immune, which what doctors, what fucking doctor said that magical COVID-19 doctors like, come on, what, what doctor said that I'd, I'd like to know, please inform me <laughs> probably some made up doctors Trump made up Trump posted the same video to his account on Facebook, which removed the clip shortly before Trump's shortly before Twitter froze the campaign's account. Both social media companies have policies that forbid sharing misleading information about the coronavirus that could cause people harm. YouTube also removed the video for violating its misinformation policies. Well, I can read, bro. Great reading skills. Top-notch A+. But, yeah, basically, Facebook and Twitter wouldn't have in Trump's bullshit. I don't blame him, man. I mean, I don't fucking blame him. <laughs> I wouldn't want his bullshit on my fucking side either, to be honest. Because let's face it, the, the only thing the man fucking does is consistently lie each and every day. If you think about it, the man lied his way into office with bullshit lies. Like... If you go to politifact.com, a website that Trump supporters hate because it basically gives all of his lies, which it basically lists all of his fucking lies, all of the times he basically lied and then all of the times he basically told the truth. Uh, and it's it's funny that there's more lies and more false bullshit than true bullshit true bullshit but it's 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 ridiculous man it's <laughs> I, I mean I'm not gonna lie I'm gonna come clean about this during the 2016 election I I was a Trump supporter I was a hardcore Trump supporter I'm not gonna lie I kind of contributed to the cause of Trump being elected. Oops. But uh, then I decided to look into the man and, you know, see what he was all about. And I, I, and I also looked at his ways and, you know, I, I saw what he was doing in his first year. And I was just like, I really support this fucking guy. I, you know, I really think this it's like... I, I clearly then realized what I did was wrong and decided to stay true to my party. You know, as I said before, I am a registered Democrat. You know, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to say fuck. At one point, I was going to change my party over to a Republican. I was going to become a fucking Republican. But then I'm like, wait, 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 you know, let's, let's stop and uh, stop here for a minute and look into this motherfucker but honestly it's 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 ridiculous and it's ridiculous that I even contributed to this man being in office but 
I can promise y'all motherfuckers now that I am not going to contribute to this man being in office no more. Yeah, I know Bernie Sanders isn't on the ballot anymore, but that's honestly who I'm I'm going for. But Bernie's my man. <laughs> but moving right along from good old motherfucking Trump. Uh This is a thing that I've had in my mind for quite some time and I, I see a couple of my uh, family members and shit do this on fucking Facebook and not not Twitter but I've seen it a little bit on Twitter but mostly on Facebook but it's basically people veg- begging for likes with a sadder dramatic post like a like like for example like, oh, my cousin is sick and in the hospital right now. Can I get an amen? Or, oh, my cousin is sick in the hospital right now. Can I get a share to show support? Like, blah, 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 blah. Like, no. You're just begging for fucking attention. You know? And, of course, people fucking do it anyways. But it, it it's, 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 it's annoying. Okay, people? And another fucking thing is, is people... Filming random shit when some fuck shit is going down, you know? Like, I've seen many instances where shit has been recorded on Facebook to where the person recording could have easily fucking diffused the situation but instead decided to keep fucking recording because you know you gotta get them internet fame points bro yeah yeah i gotta get that that clout you know it's like put the fucking phone down just put the fucking phone down and you know to the best of your abilities diffuse the situation you know if you can but it's it's just a, a a little rant I thought I'd throw in there. It, it annoys the fuck out of me. It's like, no, I, I don't care that you're begging for likes because your dog died. You know, sorry your dog died, but don't fucking beg for likes. Basically using your... It's, it's like basically using your fucking dog's death or using someone's incident for likes or I I don't know but moving on I have no idea why I included this one. Oh boy a Korean YouTuber sets fire to his private parts live on YouTube broadcast and receives second degree burns <laughs> what the The shit people will do on fucking YouTube. <laughs> I gotta look this clip up and see if it's still there. I, I doubt I can find it though, but... Oh god. <laughs> many net... Zid, what? Excuse me? I'm just saying, many people are shocked and disturbed as a Korean YouTuber put on a bizarre fire show. 
YouTuber Shun Tai II communicated with viewers through a live broadcast on his YouTube channel on August 6th, KST. Korean YouTuber Tay II is known to do a live broadcast and play video games with his viewers. Of course, he's a fucking gaming. Oh, and he was playing Fall Guys. What the fuck do you know? On this particular day, one of his viewers suggested a penalty for the YouTuber if he doesn't come first place in the video game Fall Guys. Jesus Christ. Shay. Shin Tae the second decided to take on the challenge, but was unfortunately could not come in first place in the video game. As a penalty requested as as a penalty viewers requested for him to basically set his begonias on fire for five seconds. Ultimately, Shane came back wearing only his underwear and began pouring lighter fluid on his private area. Kids, I'm going to warn you now, if you want to be a YouTuber or a Twitch streamer or any type of fucking streamer, I beg of you, please, do not do stupid shit like this for money. I don't care if anyone's offering you a million dollars. However man, however amount of money they're offering you, it's not worth it. By the way, this is uh, coming from uh, allkpop.com. But, uh, yeah, basically a guy was fucking around on YouTube and decided to, well, set his dick on fire. I, I thought I'd throw that in there for you. But, uh, moving right along, I guess we can say we're moving back to gun talk. I know I should have flipped those, but, oh, well. We're going to talk about some huge gun control loopholes used every day. Used, used every year, are killing a. Now this article is from May seventh, two thousand and eighteen. So this is quite an old article, but it's from showbizcheatsheet.com. Huge gun control loopholes used every year are killing us, and obviously a big one that really needs to be banned. We're gonna we're gonna jump into this every day in america an average of 93 people are killed by gun violence in that same vein homicides by guns in the u.s are 25 times higher than any other developed country gang violence mass shootings and domestic homicide homicides encompass the bulk of these statistics we all know that america is riddled with arguments and debates surrounding gun control exactly and part of the reason why is gun lovers who don't give two single shits about the safety of others and care more about their precious guns. You know? Basically, it's down south. Hillbillies, rednecks, gun lovers, those guys, uneducated people. We all know that America is riddled with arguments and debates surrounding gun control. And, un and understandably, so many citizens believe that the right to bear arms is closely tied to their freedom, which basically just described a, a gun knot and according to the constitution it is obviously second amendment on the other side of the fence those in favor of more gun control typically reference the second amendment's clause on the freedom to bear arms needing to be well regulated 
So what is the problem? The problem is loopholes and gun laws. Closing these loopholes could make it harder for certain dangerous individuals to purchase firearms. But of course, gun nuts will say, Oh, infringement, Second Amendment, where, where? You know? But the first loophole is the private sale loophole. Okay? This, this one is, it needs to go. Goodbye. Out the door. You know, 45% of gun sales occur through a private sale. A licensed supplier could run a background check on a buyer and decline to sell them a firearm because they failed the background check. The same buyer could then turn right around and purchase a firearm from a private vendor. Think, think Craigslist or your Craigslist, Craigslist or your neighbor. So basically, like Facebook. No, not Facebook Market. I highly fucking doubt you find guns on Facebook Market. Hell no. But like Craigslist or, you know, individuals like like me and you, you know, not like gun stores, but like people who have already purchased guns and own them and want to sell them, you know, that, you know, those do not require a fucking background check, which if you think about it, yeah, that's potentially how some of these mass shooters could be getting their weapons, which, yeah. But it needs to go, all right? That's one loophole that needs to go. A background check needs to be in place for any and every gun sale. No matter what type of gun sale it is, there needs to be a background check. But sadly, this loophole right here prevents that and this is one loophole that desperately needs to go some states have tried to close this loophole and prevent firearm sales to criminally convicted or mentally ill individuals and those are two big key key people that gun control is trying to keep guns out of the hands guns out of the you you know what i'm saying brain can't function words.exe but basically, criminally convicted or mentally ill individuals. A big one is mentally ill individuals. We've seen a lot of them get a hold of guns. You know? Ooh, excuse me. For instance, California and Rhode Island require background checks on all firearm purchases. However, gun laws in many other states do not uphold the same standard for private sales, which inevitably, inevitably allow guns to end up in the hands of unsuitable candidates exactly so basically getting rid of this loophole means people who shouldn't have guns won't be able to get their hands on guns okay but that's what gun nuts don't understand they instantly you know number two is the boyfriend loophole but yeah it's the default to proceed loophole. The mental health loophole. Here's a good one. Per federal law, individuals who have been involuntary committed to a mental hospital or presumed to be mental, mentally defective are not allowed to purchase a firearm. Presently, the loopholes that surround gun purchases by mentally ill exist due to the broad spectrum of mental illnesses not being identified. In order to close the mental health loopholes, some states have taken action to identify broader categories of mental 
illnesses. However, the vast majority of states still allow guns to be sold to individuals who have voluntarily admitted to a mental hospital, have diminished, have demonstrated threats, or have been given or have given other mental health diagnoses, as well as to individuals who have guardians managing their affairs. So basically, what it's saying is people who have been in a mental hospital, you know, who who have clinically diagnosed mental issues are stable still able to get a hold of guns. And the thing is what gun lovers don't understand is those are the people we are trying to take guns out of the hands of. People who are mentally unstable should not be owning guns. Okay? People whose minds aren't right should not be owning guns. I'm not saying their rights should be completely taken away. No. They can own guns, but as soon as they get help. Okay? But. The bump stock loophole, which I'm, if I'm not mistaken, Trump banned bump stocks, so. Yeah. But I, I will leave a link uh, to this article. It is from CheatSheet.com. Uh, if you want to take a look at it, but it's, it's, it's crazy. The amount of gun violence we have here in America that gun lovers don't realize, you know, but, uh, moving on here to election, more election stuff. So as we all know, this past week, Joe Biden, Joe Biden, yeah, Joe Biden. I can talk. Joe Biden has picked his vice president. And it's going to be a female this time. And it's the first black woman on a major ticket. We all know who it is. It's Senator Kamala Harris, which, hey, this is a good choice. I love Kamala. I, I wanted to vote for her if she won the nomination. I was going to vote for her. But, uh... Former Vice President Joe Biden has chosen Senator Kamala Harris of California to join, to join him on the Democratic ticket, fulfilling his pledge to select a female running mate and making Harris the first black woman ever to appear on the ma major party ticket. His campaign announced the pick Tuesday afternoon through its website. Biden's selection of Harris, 55, lends racial diversity I can read gender parity, gender parity, parity, eh, whatever, and generational. Wow, words that I cannot read. How embarrassing. Professional podcaster, man. But I'm going to butcher this. Generational. Breath, breath, whatever to his campaign. That's embarrassing. I, I can't read. I, I'm stupid. It also represents a strategic decision by the 77-year-old former vice president to keep his ticket firmly within more moderate wing of the Democratic Party. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, I like this selection. I, I really do. I, I love this selection. This is from uh, CNBC.com. Um... This is the next article we're going to read. I tend to try to steer 
steer away from these types of websites when I'm recording the podcast, but I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie, I threw these guys in here twice. Uh, oh, uh, this is uh, from OccupyDemocrats.com. Prominent figures react to uh, react to the news that VP Biden's VP choice um, preemptive Democratic nominee Joe Biden announced today that his vice presidential running mate will be Senator Kamala Harris of California, a former state attorney general who has developed a ferocious reputation for standing up to President Trump and his surrogates over the past few years. Now, again, I'm going to warn you guys, this is a far-left website. Again, I try to steer clear from these kinds of websites because, oh, it was a biased website, but fuck it. I included two articles from Occupy Democrats, so boo-hoo. Harris will be the first woman of black and Indian descent to run on the national ticket for a major party, offering a sharp contrast to the pronounced bigotry of Trump slash Pence administration. Again, it's going to be quite a left-wing website. But I, I'm not going to lie, I do agree with it, though. With so much on the line this November, this team-up between Biden and Harris could not be any more welcome. True. But, of course, I wish it was Sanders-Biden. I mean, not sanders yeah, I know. I wish it was Sanders-Harris, but uh, sadly it's Biden-Harris. With their combined depth and... Oh, there's that word again. With their combined depth of experience, they will be able to offer the kind of unfiled visionary leadership necessary to dig this country out of the hole we've found ourselves in for the past few years. But basically, Biden has chosen Kamala Harris to be his running mate. So, fuck yeah. And of course, as we all know, this is from the hill.com. Democrats officially nominate Biden for president. So as we know, the Democrats rigged it so Joe Biden can get the nomination. But uh, he was announced to be their presidential nominee on Tuesday night, setting up an election battle against President Trump in November. So, hell yeah! Biden's nomination was expected. Obviously it was. <laughs> rigged. Let's face it. Come on. They rigged this. They rigged it so Biden could win. They didn't want Bernie to win. We all know for a fact the DNC didn't want Bernie to win. But Biden's nomination was expected and there was no drama as the roll call of votes unfolded at the Democratic National Convention, which is taking place as a virtual event because of the coronavirus pandemic. Yeah, coronavirus has shot a lot of shit down. It has. But a couple other Democrats, Lisa Blant Rochester from Delaware and Senator Chris Coons from 
also Delaware. I guess they both gave speeches on behalf of Biden, as did Jacqueline Brittany, a New York Times security guard who had a virtual moment with Biden in the elevator. But I guess we have our nominee. Huh. Oh boy. Yay. But, uh, Trump has some, uh, insults to hurl, though. Trump hurls insults at Harris and, uh, Ocasto Cortez and other women. You know, being a typical child, he is. President Trump on Thursday levied a series of personal attacks at prominent female politicians and MSNBC host insulting the tone and intelligence of Senator Kamala Harris, Representative AOC, and others in the span of just a couple hours. Because that's what the fucking guy does. He's a fucking child. The man is a literal fucking child. What more can you say? You know, what more can you fucking say about the man? He is a literal fucking child. It's disgusting. I, I can't. I can't believe I even supported the fucking man either. That's, that's just wow. I supported him? I really supported this man. I'm regretting supporting him, honestly. I'm, I'm glad I stopped supporting him, you know? And I'm glad I'm not voting for him as well. Fuck. But the president, in tweets in an interview with Fox Business, Fox Business Network, singled out Harris, AOC, Speaker Nancy Pelosi, and Morning Joe co-host Mika Berzenski. 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 Ber. Berzi. Whatever. Trump chastised each of them in personal terms. I can't see. Continuing days of attacks, fuck it, on Harris after she was named preemptive Democratic presidential nominee, Joe Biden's running mate. So yeah, basically Trump had some fucking words to say. You know, basically Trump being Trump as we move on with Trump being Trump. This is from thehill.com as well. As you can see, I picked a lot of articles from thehill.com. I, I, I like I like their articles. They're they're good. But uh, President Donald Trump hates Goodyear tires. Why? Because they banned their employees from wearing basically any magma attire. That basically anything that has to do with Trump, they banned it. Uh, and he, he don't like it. He basically tweeted, uh, and, and think about it. Think about it for a minute. Before I read this tweet, think about it. You're basically dooming a bunch of Americans out of their jobs. Here you are bragging how you're trying to bring back jobs, but yet here you are taking jobs away because this tweet is basically taking jobs away. 
But he goes out to fucking tweet like a goddamn child. Don't buy Goodyear tires. They announced a ban on magma hats. Get better tires for less. Blah, 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 blah. This is. And then, of course, he goes ahead and blames it on the fucking Democrats like he normally does. This is what the dem- the radical left Democrats. You know, what, what the fuck does this have to do with Democrats? What the fuck does Goodyear tires updating their dress code policy have to do with fucking democrats nothing that's what the man does he finds any way to involve democrats into things when it has nothing that's basically what the fuck trump supporters do they find a way to involve democrats into things when it has nothing to do with them that's that's what trump supporters and trump does and this is another example of trump doing that two can play the same game and we have to start playing it now so basically, boycott the company, make them go out of business, and make millions of people lose their jobs. Okay. But that was from the Hill.com. Uh, this next article is basically the same thing, but from the from a site we uh, went from before, Occupy Democrats. We read from before, OccupyDemocrats.com. Trump calls for boycott of iconic America. Then get this, get this, get this shit. This is an American fucking company. This is an American fucking company. Ladies and gentlemen. It is. It has been anything but a good year for Donald Trump. I love this. I love this fucking website. Perhaps that naggingly unavoidable fact that some unconscious part in his decision to attack Goodyear Tire and Rubber Company on his Twitter feed this morning after the vulnerable all-American Akron, Ohio-based tire manufacturer banned political campaigning in their workplace, including wearing of the politicizing red caps with Make America Great embolized on them. So basically, yeah not allowed to wear anything political with Ohio being a swing state that Trump won by eight points in 2016 but where he now trails Joe Biden by two to four points in the recent polls hold on they link to said polls as well let's take a look this is by 538 projects at 538.com Poll slash Ohio. And I guess added just yesterday, President elect, yeah, it's tied 47 to 47%. But in, back in July 28th, 2020, Trump was leading. Trump was leading and then it shifted to Biden and then now it's like tied again, but. Yeah. Oh, it shows all states. What about Massachusetts? Let's see. Oh, pff, Biden leads Massachusetts. Okay. What about Florida? Damn, Biden leads Florida too. Fuck. But basically, the article goes on to say, however, following a tendency of right wing, the words these websites use. Antonos, Antonskis, wait, Antigonkistis, whatever, to underestimate, to undermine their own interest in an effort to own the libtards. 
to undermine their own interests in an effort to own the libtards. Trump's call for a good year tire boycott fits right in with the with his branding as the voice of the oppressed white male. So the man is a fucking nut. Basically wants to cost Americans a bunch of jobs. And again, this is an American fucking made company. He's basically attacking an American fucking made company. Let that settle in. Let that fucking settle in for a minute. He is attacking an American made company. An American fucking made company. But anyways, enough of Trump. Let us move on to... Other news, Microsoft prices its dual-screen Android phone at $1,399 and will arrive September 10th. That's like fucking almost the price of my computer I got sitting right here. My computer was like $800. Microsoft on Wednesday, August 12th, said the Surface Duo, its dual-screen smartphone powered by Alphabet, Inc.'s Android operating system will start at a price of $1,399 and arrive in stores beginning September 10th. The Surface Duo folds closed like a book, unlike devices such as the Samsung Electronics Galaxy Z Fold 2 that use special flexible glass to create a single display. The Duo has two traditional screens separated by a hinge but synchronized to work together. Huh. At a media briefing ahead of the Surface Duo announcement, Microsoft executives positioned the phone as a tool for getting work done with its productivity apps and similar to how many business users employ dual monitor setups with PCs. So it's basically, I guess, like a business phone is what I'm getting out of this. I guess it's like a phone for business people if you... Uh, own a business or something and you need business phones that are I just realized you better be a rich ass fucking company to afford Microsoft phones like this fuck thousand dollars for a fucking phone Jesus Christ no wonder your last phone failed Microsoft but uh, yeah expect that to come out I guess September 10th but uh Moving right the fuck along, we move on to a article from ctvnews.ca. This is a Canadian website. Netflix apologizes after being accused of sexualizing children with promotion of film cuties. It's a bunch of teenage... Well, not teens. I, I don't know. Netflix is being accused of sexualizing children with its promotion of the upcoming French film cuties which centers on 11-year-old girl who joins a twerking dance trope. What the fuck? What kind of person makes this kind of shit? What? The film's original synopsis, which has been since updated, stated Amy 11 becomes fascinated with a twerking dance crew. Hoping to join them, she starts to explore... Her feminine, feminine, defying her family's traditions. Oh, 
So she basically wants to be a slut at 11. Oh boy. This, what, what the fuck? But the, uh, the news summary for the film reads, 11-year-old Amy stars and starts to rebel against her conservative family's traditions when she becomes fascinated with a free-spirited dance crew. A free-spirited dance crew. But uh, a trailer for Cuties. Cuties. Which is scheduled to be released on Netflix Canada. September 9th shows the girls wearing crop tops and revealing clothing while they dance provocatively in several scenes. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, yeah, so we're basically fucking sexualizing children. Yeah, that's basically what it's come down to. <sighs> what the fuck? A trailer for Cuties, which is scheduled to be released on Netflix Canada September 9th, shows the girls... Yeah, so... It's a provocative fucking trailer. Netflix... Netflix... Apologized. Yeah, Netflix. They're called that now. And an emailed statement to ctvnews.ca for a way the film was marketed and sold. It had updated the pictures and description. Well, I would assume fucking so... We are deeply sorry for the inappropriate artwork that we used for the cuties that we used for the what? Whatever. It was not okay, nor was it representative of this French film, which won an award at Sundance. The company said, what the fuck? This creepy ass pedo shit won a fucking award? What? Oh, okay. Moving along. Anyways, we're gonna have some. Uh, we're gonna talk some Democratic National Convention here. Uh, this is from NPR.com. Four takeaways from the third night of the Democratic National Convention. Uh, this is basically uh, an article from NPR documenting. Uh, some things from the National Convention. Now, I'm not going to lie. I didn't really watch the convention too much. Because... Uh, I, I, it was... Blah, I'm, blah. Whatever. It was whatever to me. It's just like, come on. Let's bring on the election here. Let's get this shit over with. But... Uh, basically... Um... Yeah, the National Convention happened. I really didn't watch it, but let's read a couple of these uh, bits here in this article. Harris introduced herself and began to prosecute the case against Trump. Oh boy, here we go. Speaking in a quiet and mostly empty hall in Washington... Harris used much of her speech to tell her story and tried to link it to the stories of other children of immigrants and their experience. With some political observers already sitting, expectations that this national introduction could determine the success or failure of a future Harris presidential campaign. 
given that her running mate is 77, Harris has faced the test of connecting with people who are taking a first look and energizing those in the Democratic base who have been less than enthusiastic about Biden as their standard bearer. Harris received national attention for her debate performance during her primary run and for her questioning of top Trump administration officials from her perch in the Senate. But this was the first time many Americans heard about her mother and father immigrants from India and Jamaica, respectively. Harris highlighted her upbringing in the 1960s when she attended the civil rights marches as a small child in the streets of Oakland and Barkley. I got a stroller eye view of people getting into what the great John Lewis called good trouble, she said. Which I, I, I really hope Harris won the nomination, honestly, but... Anyway, let's move on. I'm not going to read all four of them. I'm just going to read a couple of them here. But uh, President's Club rules went out the window as Obama unloaded on his successor. Oh, boy. So it sounds like Obama dropped a motherfucking bomb on Trump. Uh, Obama has kept a mostly low profile as Trump has worked to dismantle many of the policies Obama worked over the eight years to put in place. Like other former presidents, he has... Ed heard the unofficial rule that public criticism of occupant of the White House is off limits. Which Obama said, bitch, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> that changed Wednesday night when Obama unleashed his contempt for the former businessman and reality TV star who took his place in 2017. For close to four years now, he's shown no interest in putting in the work. No interest in finding common ground. No interest in using awesome power of his office to help anyone but himself and his friends. The man speaks the fucking truth. The man speaks the fucking truth. No interest in treating the presidency as anything but one more reality show that he can get the attention he craves. As much as you fucking Trump supporters hate to admit it, the man speaks the fucking truth. 100% the fucking truth. Democratic convention organizers presented a string of speakers who argued that Trump's handling of coronavirus pandemic makes the case that he doesn't deserve a second term. Damn fucking straight. If if that's not obvious, then I don't know what the fuck is. I, I don't know what the fuck is. This man needs to go. Excuse me. Honestly, hashtag vote blue no matter who. At this point, man. Obama linked Trump's management of the crisis to lives needlessly lost. Donald Trump hasn't grown into the job because he can't. Which again... He's, he's right. He is 100% fucking right. The man is 100% fucking right. Trump is not meant to be president. He is not. Never has been fit to be president. And again, 
I'm going to say this. I can't fucking believe I supported the fucking man. I can't believe I did. But I did. I did. And I'm kicking myself in the ass for it. But Basically, Obama speaks the fucking truth. But... Basically, then Trump tweeted, why did he refuse to endorse slow Joe until it was all over? Even when this was very late, why did he try to get him not to run? Oh, my God. But another big thing was Democrats offer emotional calls to end gun violence on conventions third night, which fuck. Yeah, this is uh, from the hill.com an emotional call. An emotional call for action to prevent gun violence led the Democratic National Convention's third night. Headlined by former Representative Gabriel Godfords, victim of gun violence joined Godfords in promoting Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden by sharing stories of how gun violence changed their lives. Which, let's face it, as again, as much as gun lovers hate to fucking admit it, America has a gun violence problem. It does. But again, constitutional Second Amendment lovers, fucking gun lovers, don't see that. Why? Because they're too brainwashed and busy believing right-wing bullshit and lies. They're too busy listening to the bullshit the NRA, that fraud organization, is spewing out. They're not willing to open their eyes and actually see what the fuck is going on in this country with gun violence. They don't want to accept that it's a reality. They don't. They want to pretend that it doesn't exist. You know? Gun lovers and right-wingers and all that want to forget about all the gun violence that's happening. You know? That, that doesn't matter to them. That's bullshit to them, you know? But I agree. Something does need to be done about this gun violence. I, and I wish something could be done. You know? But there's so many fucking arguments on, you know, what bill violates the Second Amendment, you know, what doesn't, you know, blah, 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 blah. And you got gun lovers saying, oh, an idiot, every gun control bill. You need every gun control bill violates the Second Amendment. Blah, blah, blah. And of course, I'm in this uh, gun control debate group. I, I, if you even want to fucking call it that, it's not even a fucking debate group, man. It's just a bunch of fucking right-wing gun lovers who have no idea what the fuck they're talking about, honestly. But... And one of these gun lovers' arguments was... Here, I'll read it. I'm not going to give the name, though. A woman is almost savagely raped, but she kills her assaultant by pulling a gun on him and shooting. The support for gun control says this woman should go to prison, which is 100% false. It's not true at all. This is a good example of why I'm not willing to give the benefit of the doubt that gun control supporters are well-meaning and just misguided, which again is not true. I consider them self-consciously malignant, which is why most of the empirical claims they make about the effects of guns on crime are just are just are not just wrong but 
knowing lies, which is, again, bullshit. And then I basically say, I mean, I don't think she should go to prison. She did the right thing. She was defending her turf. But then I said, provide me a time where gun control has put anyone in prison for defending themselves, which he couldn't. And then what's funny is he quotes what I said and then he says, then he says, it's not about putting them in prison for defending themselves whatsoever. It's about penalizing them for using more effective methods. When he said, the support for gun control says this woman should go to prison. So I thought about, I thought it wasn't about this woman. I thought about, you know, like. That's the mind of a fucking gun lover, you know? I, I thought it wasn't about the woman going to prison, but then it, it is or it isn't, you know? And I even, I, I asked him and it's, I asked the guy and it's funny, he dodged the question. Why? Because he couldn't provide me a fucking time when gun control put someone in prison for defending their turf. Couldn't bring up a time, so you know, he just... Tries to send me an... It's just like... It is what it is, but... <laughs> Who knows, man? But gun violence is a big thing here in America. And it is a big thing that needs to be addressed. But uh, our, our final article that I'd like to talk about of the podcast is also coming from thehill.com. Anti-vaccination group sues Facebook over censoring posts. Oh boy. <laughs> that moment when Facebook and other social medias don't apply to the first, or, 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 or I should say the first, that, that moment when the first amendment does not apply to social media. Yeah. <laughs> A prominent anti-vaccination group filed a lawsuit against Facebook and its fact-checkers for rejecting their ads and censoring their posts that carried debunked misinformation on vaccines and 5G networks. Boom. There you go. There you go. You're basically suing Facebook for you spewing bullshit. You know, that's what you're suing them for. Again, let me read that. A prominent anti-vaccination group filed a lawsuit against Facebook and its fact-checkers for rejecting their ads and censoring their posts that carried debunked misinformation on vaccines. Debunked. Meaning that shit is incorrect. Children's Health Defense CHD, a group founded by anti-vaccine activist Robert F. Kennedy Jr., claimed in a San Francisco federal court that Facebook, its CEO Mike, Mike, yeah, his name is now Mike Zuckerberg, <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg, PolitiFact, 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 bro, they're going after PolitiFact, science feedback, and the warning labels on its page, and disabling the organization's ability to fundraise on the platform i mean that's what you get for spreading false information you know that's that's what the fuck you get for spreading false information you know don't don't break the rules and don't spread it spread false information then your account won't get banned you know um <clears throat> But the article goes on to say the claims made about the vaccines by CHD 
conduct the overwhelming consequences of the scientific community, including the Centers for Disease Controls and Prevention, basically the CDC, and the World Health Organization, which agrees vaccines are generally, generally not risky and harmful. I can read. Let me try that again. Which agree that vaccines are generally not risky or harmful. Last year, Facebook began to crack down on anti-vaccine information, adding a label to the CHD's page, noting that this page posts about vaccines and linking information to the CDC. Linking information from the CDC. The complaint claims that these falsely disrepairing... Wait, what did I say? Disparing... Disparing... Labeled, wow, I can read big words, brain can't process. I apologize if I read very shitty. I am not a very good reader, as you can see. My brain can't process the big words, re-re-brain. Of course, honestly, I, I really don't care if I fuck up on reading or not. Like I said, podcast is just a a, a, a platform for me to be me. You know, for me to be myself, you know, I don't care if I fuck up. I don't care if something happens. Oh, well, this is what this is for. This is a platform for me to just be myself and whatever, you know, editing. Who cares about that? That's going to stay in the podcast, too, because, you know, this is, it's basically a raw and unedited podcast. Yeah. Kind of a little bit. <laughs> There's a tiny bit of editing in there, but uh The complaint claims that these falsely disparaging, garring, whatever the word is, labels cause traffic to their page to drop by 95%. Damn. Yeah, that's what you get. Nothing that House Intelligence Committee Officer Adam... Adam Bennett Sheriff... Sh- Sh- Schiff, whatever the fuck, asked Facebook to tackle misinformation last February. CHD claims the platform is a government anchor that should be barred from limiting user speech. Sorry, the First Amendment does not apply to social media. You know? But basically, this anti-vaccine group is throwing a fucking hissy fit because... They breaking the rules, you know, man. You you can't break the rules. That's just not. It's not cool, man. <laughs> but anyways, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I guess that's it. That's all we got. That's all the articles we motherfucking got for this podcast for now. Uh like I said, there's a possible chance you guys could be getting back-to-back podcasts as I said I already have I said as I said in the same sentence twice can you guys see that shit or hear that shit since really this isn't video recorded like some other podcasts are whoopee do maybe when we get a little bit more bigger and the podcast gets out there I'll start doing face recorded versions and bloobity blah but anyways yeah like I said you guys may or may not get back-to-back podcasts because I have another one all prepped up and ready to fucking go, so I just I just gotta record it. You know, maybe I'll throw in a little extra here and there, but 
yeah, <laughs> I guess that's it for now. Um, I hope you all enjoyed. Y'all know where to follow the podcast at anchor.fm forward slash Jeremy Mosier, of course. You can subscribe to my second channel, Boston32332, on YouTube. Uh, you know, but I, I appreciate all of you for checking this podcast out, and uh, stay tuned for future episodes. Anyways, peace.